Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows, like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelant Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. week's edition of everything is awesome i am your host kevin this is a show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things uh this week's guest is uh it's actually someone that i kind of worked for briefly like kind of without any pay so i guess interns um i it was actually my first like writing quote-unquote gig outside of uh my own little right like website empire and um and found my first experience was with her original podcast that uh nicholas from robots and race cars i believe turned me on to uh welcome to the show uh former local uh uh i don't know entertainer we'll say from philly yeah um (laughs) welcome to the show joanna van thune Nope, got it wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> well, uh, what what is it? Uh, it's Van Thine. It's tricky. It's Damn it. that's yeah. I was going it, literally as I was like throughout the day as I was going over like the intro in my head. I was like, all right, it's Thine. It's got to be Thine. And then I convinced myself within the last twenty minutes that it was Thune. I don't know why. <laughs> No, it's fine. Everybody says Thune. Everybody thinks it's the U. Yeah. The U, like, totally throws people off. Uh, uh, well, thank you for doing this show. <laughs> it's, no, and, and the other thing is, like, it's okay. Like, I'm just started going by my real name, and it's going to take a while for people to, to know how to say it. My family understands how difficult my last name is. I actually have, like, I feel like I have a phobia or something because i i get so nervous when i can't say someone's name because i'm like oh i know how much like i hate it and they'll hate it it's it's just a whole anxiety thing it uh it's no longer a phobia or or fear of mine or anything because i mean i I just i don't speak real well uh to begin with let alone like well we're from we're from (laughs) philly that's why we don't need to speak well fuck that exactly okay oh yeah absolutely there is (laughs) okay there's uh it's a podcast it's 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 not right. family friendly whatsoever. Uh, so yes, thanks for doing the show. Um, you had uh, emailed like randomly. I, like I think literally the last time you and I like had any communication, it was when I was attempting to write for your old website. Oh, fun! Yeah, I mean, I've just been trying to get the word out. I actually didn't mean to send the script, so I should make you sign an NDA. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to get people to. I've taken a break the past like year, year and a half, just really trying to educate myself up in New York City. And now I'm starting to make stuff again. So I was like, I'm just going to reach out to people. And I'm really uh, happy you reached back. It's actually funny how you say that uh, you came across my original podcast through the band Robots and Race Cars. That was a band. (laughs) That's... uh... 
Yeah, because, like, are you friends with Nicholas or the band? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me, Nicholas. Nicholas wrote the theme to my last podcast. Um, I think Nicholas and I, uh, I'm saying this now um, on the radio, I think Nicholas and I will write a rock opera one day together. (laughs) I'm putting it out there. Well, now you have to. I think, I think. I think we would probably like we love like My Chemical mm. Romance and David Bowie and I think we could probably write something really cool. Yeah, he uh him and Matthew, we used to do a show called The Zomcast together and we would just sit around and talk about The Walking Dead and like I just I've known those guys since uh my got o- over a decade now cuz I I think I I think I used to watch the Zomcast. Oh, oh you guys, yeah. I think I did. Yeah, I think yeah, I remember that. Back when we broadcasted on stick cam and before we got shut down by AMC. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was uh Oh, they did. Oh, they shut yeah, you down. Yeah, they shut us down. Uh but that was before like cuz the original title of the show Chris. was uh The Walking yeah. Dead Zomcast. Uh mm. but like there was literally and probably still is a podcast called Talking Dead that has no affiliation with AMC. <laughs> Uh, so I yeah. don't, I still know. Well, Chris, Chris Hardwick is the, is it Chris yes. Hardwick that was talking? Yeah. He's got monopoly on oh all the God. talkings. You got, you got talking dead. You got, what else did, did they, he has like three of their well, shows he has, now. Uh, talking with Chris Hardwick, which is like what happens when there's no walking they, dead. They yeah. just talk. Yeah. It's, just, just it's, talk? His, it's his talk show that he does now for AMC. <laughs> He also did, uh, I don't know what they called it. I think it was Talking Bad when, when, uh, for the last season of, of uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. So, yeah, he has, he's like. It's <laughs> so yeah. original with their titles. <laughs> he is the, uh, I guess, like the, the nerds version of Ryan Seacrest. Like, he's just everywhere. Yeah, you know what though? Good for him. He was yeah, in Singled yeah. Out. I loved that show on MTV, and he was also in House of a Thousand Corpses. One of the my only favorite thing movies. that bums me out about Chris Hardwick and I, one of on one of the random, I hosted many podcasts in the last ten years, but one of the podcasts, the way we would always end it was it was was it's stealing a gimmick from uh from Jimmy Kimmel is we would like announce Chris Hardwick was going to be a guest of the show, and then we you know I'd run, uh, run out of time for him. Uh, at the end of it and but it's oh. <laughs> i have such like a love-hate relationship with this guy because he's just he's a talented dude and i basically just want to like be mm-hmm. like philly's version of him essentially and you could you just gotta work really hard he didn't like oh when did he start to get big like in his uh, yeah, late 30s easily I because i mean walking dead's been on for eight years and he's i imagine is wow. in his early 40s uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, do you ever like think about like like um, um Adventure Time is on its tenth season? Do you ever like think back at TV shows and be like, wow, that's like that's, ten years of I my mean, life? Part, just... uh, the, I think the first season was on when I was in fifth grade. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was in grade school. Like I remember not having Comedy Central, and I would download <laughs> waves from the episodes because I. <laughs> Yeah, like little sound bites. Like and that was ah, like it uh, was dial-up um, days because yeah, yeah. I had, I was on the internet all the time. Like oh, yeah, I'm still well, on the internet all the time. You no, know, it used to be. I don't know. I guess what, back then I wasn't on all the time, but I was on enough. But now it's literally an extension. It's just like I, literally yeah. at my hip with my phone all the time. Yeah, it is like constant. Like I remember uh, there was uh, and parents, if you're listening to this, don't do this with your kids. <laughs> we had a computer room where I would just like 
I would just be in the computer room and I would have my dial up and my AOL and my parents like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was the wild, wild west it, it, back the, then. The, the idea of ha- even having a computer room, like I have two kids uh, and I like, they, I mean, they know what a computer is. Like there's laptops around the house. They, ha- they have their own, my son's five, my daughter is three and they have little Amazon fire tablets that they use. So like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, way locked down because I'm that parent that is, uh, I know what I did on the internet. Yeah. So, no, that's good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. it's um, it, there is no computer room. Anymore. I mean, and if there is, I think like you might be a, a degenerate because there's no need. <laughs> You're poor. Yeah. You just have one computer. It's, it's and like room. my son's really into uh, the idea of. I don't know if he's into the idea of podcasting or into the idea of talking to a microphone. But like when I when my shed is normally my studio, and so whenever we're in there, like he sees all the microphones and wants to sit down and record. He, we, you should make a podcast oh, with well, him. We, There's I've, kids that we've do recorded, it. and uh, it's we've uh, released on this feed. We've released an episode, uh, and we just haven't done it in a while. He actually now I have enough equipment uh, where I can actually set something up in his room. So once. Uh, yeah, I'm so but excited to be like, uh, and then like to have him like that, and then also the other day, he has this dopey smartwatch that has a camera on it. It's like a VTech one, and he's I'm sitting there watching him play with his sister, telling her what to say and do, and like all of a sudden he says when he's done he says cut, and I'm like wait a second. <laughs> Uh oh, you got a little. This director. kid's like doing. He's like he's officially directed more than I have, and that's like my thing. So that's good. Yeah, yeah nah, no, I'm super good. excited that's to cool. see my kid like succeed in so many things that I've wanted to do. So, uh, it's a uh, it's a little scary though. Nah. Like kids love YouTube. Like they just sit and they watch YouTube. But to have like your kid yeah. put together a YouTube show, I don't know. I, I I don't have any children. Um, I I'm a new ne- I'm a new aunt. I have a nephew. Uh, and I'm just like that kid should never <laughs> have is, an internet well, ever. And it's <laughs> ever. at least what I noticed with my like my niece who is sevenish will say, uh, she was obsessed with. What is she? Is she no, like just, sensitive I'm, about I'm her age? Uncle. Like she's like, <laughs> so, uh, she's older than my kid. Uh, I want to say yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> she's she's a kid. She's she's no. She's not listening to this. She's not like, she'll never listen to this. I hope she's not listening to this. Uh, But who knows? She she has the internet. Dropping F-bombs everywhere. But uh, she's really into those like dopey YouTube shows that are opening Easter eggs and and those blind boxes and stuff. Yes. Kids love those. I don't. Okay. Here's what I don't understand. Wouldn't they want to buy one for themselves and open yeah. it themselves? No, they just want to sit and they want to watch a video of someone else opening a toy. I'm like, what the fuck kind of I, world uh, are we living in? I, when I, we were over at their house one day and I was playing on her tablet and like, I, like YouTube was the first app that opened. And it's like, here's your recently watched. It was like 10 videos of Easter eggs. I'm like, why Easter egg? Like, why not? Like, like I get like watching someone open Loot Crate. That's kind of cool. Like, I can't. I can't get mm-hmm. into it, but like I can see someone that's like it's kind of like the idea of why Twitch is so successful. Like when I was like a kid, the thing I liked more, uh, a little less than playing my own video game, was watching someone else play a video game. Like that was cool to do. Like I like all my friends, we would sit around and watch each other play video games. So I get like that. Well, that's why like 
PewDiePie is like huge. Doesn't he get big off yeah, of you playing know, video games? And I, I'm names, not a PewDiePie fan. The name fan. sounds familiar, but I also, as much as I say as I used to do that, like, I'm not in that culture anymore either. So, oh my god, he has like millions of subscribers. I think, is that the guy that like, like recently games. got like some hot water? Yeah. Yup. Yeah, that's how. I, yeah, he's like the most successful YouTuber Twitch guy now, or whatever. So. Yeah, he said it was an accident because uh, I say that word by never accident. Never something all the time. you say on accident. It's. Yeah, that's not no. something, especially as a white person. Like, that is not it's, something you say by like, accident. I mean, I don't. I guess he's probably in his 20s, if I had to guess, just based off of look and, and what he's doing with his life right now. But, like, so yeah, when I was in my I 20s, like, I was that shock jock type of guy where. I and I also had a buddy who I would say you allow me to say this word so like I my I, I'm not proud of it but my early days of podcasting was very stern like yeah. and very kid Chris like and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you listened to the pin cushion. I had a whole segment yeah. where I talked about sex and relationships, and I really think that was the only I, thing people listen it's funny to sometimes. I don't know. Uh, I haven't listened to the new podcast yet because I don't want to. I, I don't like to. I think I said in the before we hit record, like I don't like to know too much, uh, so I usually wait until after I mm-hmm. talk to my guests before I listen to the whatever the the heck they're doing, and um, so I guess I right, it was on Twitter or somewhere like where you're talking about your podcast and it's like oh I'm so happy to be doing this adult show and I'm not I'm not talking about sex all the time I was like and I was like was that the whole show <laughs> like that's all I remember from it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like the only thing people gravitated towards. And I didn't talk about sex to get, uh, I don't get people to like pay attention. I, I, I was, a ve- I'm a very sex positive person. I'm about like talking about it, especially to our, our younger people, our, our late yeah. teens, people that are like ready to have sex. Like, they should be talking about it and they shouldn't feel ashamed. But really, it just turned into people like really just zeroing in on the fact that yeah. I talked about blowjobs all the, like <laughs> a few times. times. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that episode. I, again, I, 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 I that almost episode. assumed every episode, but it's been like a, a, a couple of years since, you know, it's been on. There's been, there, oh, it was yeah, broken yeah, yeah, into yeah. segments because, like, it was, I, I yeah, also talked oh, okay, about, like, okay, I do remember stuff, that stuff. so it was, You're like, right. so it was more than just, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do well, have a brain, you do talk uh, about other things, that's let's true. Let's get into maybe some more of this, enter- this stuff with entertainment and you. Uh, I, I like to start at the origin point. Yes. Like, what, what was it that, I so say, I mainly know you as a, as a podcaster, but, like, as you know, uh, me following you while I was writing for your website went on and with stuff. And I knew, you know, I saw that you did a lot more, but, uh, what was your origin point for, I guess we'll say entertainment in general, uh, when you were a kid, uh, as Lady Gaga puts it, I was born this way. Uh, I've been doing uh, entertainment like, and I'm thinking about it as an adult now, like, Oh, did I ever like not do this? I um I always was in plays when I was a kid. I was making movies with video recorders with a video recorder with a video camera. <laughs> I know what the equipment is. Uh, with my brother when we were kids, um, I had a blog in high school that got me in, in a lot of trouble. So uh, I've just always um, had my hands in something creative and. Uh, 2016 was a really mm-hmm. weird and rough year for me. I'm sure yeah, it was, yeah, it, yeah. as everybody had a shitty 2016. 
Um, but I also went to uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, mm -hmm. which is where I'm learning now. Uh, and uh, I learned a lot and I grew. So uh, I was going by a stage name for a number of years um, at the request of a lot of my family because they are very Catholic <laughs> and conservative and I am not. <laughs> And uh, 2016 happened again, and I was like, you know, screw everybody else's feelings. It's time for me yeah. to, like, yeah. uh, be an adult, like, shed this Joe Pincushion persona and really think about what I want. Mm. Like, I am always have my hands in different stuff, but, like, what I really want to do now. So I came back to podcasting because uh, I love connecting with people, and I think podcasting is a great way to build an audience. And... um it's like like this show Apocalypse mm. Now is like therapy for me. It's just all of the stuff that happened in 2016. I'm trying to uh, present it in a... It's not funny. I'll just present this as like the, what is going on in the world is not funny, but I'm trying to present it in a humorous way to try to build bridges mm. and, and inspire people to have conversations I with other people I thought you were setting that up. Lives, like, yeah, so. my podcast is not funny. I'm like, that's a not a good way to sell it. <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. what's going on isn't fun. Like, I don't want people to think I'm just like, oh, here's this white girl just being like, things aren't that bad. People lighten up. It's like, it is that bad. Let's just fucking... Because when I am in shitty situations, when I go through haunted houses yeah, yeah. and when I get scared, I laugh. And oh, uh, that's how I cope I, with things. Um, it's like um, when yeah. I... Like 2016, uh, you know, as you said, it was obviously shitty for, for everybody for many reasons. Me, like my my uncle, who I was very close to, he was more of a brother, we lost him to his uh, battle with cancer, cancer uh, almost, uh, you know, 10 months ago now That's at hard. this rate. And um, so like, but like right about now, like this is like, you know, a year ago, a year from today was like when things got bad. And it's and it was I turned to podcasting mm -hmm. like I stopped kind of creating for a little while and, and was just kind of back to consuming a lot. And it was like nice to like for the hour ride to just laugh and not think about like the real shitty world. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah. laughing. It's, I'm in the same boat. Like, that's my cure all is just to sit back and listen to something that makes me laugh. Yeah, um, I uh, recently my my grandmother had dementia for about ten years, and I helped. It was it was she she uh, passed away this past March, yeah. which is a, a blessing and a curse. But um, the way I always deal with that it was with humor. Oh, I I did her eulogy, and I I say uh, it was the hardest open <laughs> mic I've ever had to do because <laughs> uh, like yeah, at some yeah. points, like I said a joke and nobody laughed, but. Um, I, I did how I deal with it. My family knew I was like, I'll do the eulogy. They're like, she's going to say jokes and it's going to be fine. But uh, it, it, I don't know what it is about laughter that helps people uh, cope with things, but like laughter can be really uh, beneficial yeah. uh, mentally and health wise too. So, um, but yeah, I try, I'm not making light mm -hmm. of, you know, our plight because we're, we are kind of, we are kind uh, of So what was, uh, going back, I will stick with podcasting for now, but so what was, uh, was there a podcast or was there something that like drove you to start podcasting? Um, back when I had my first podcast, the Pincushion, I was unemployed and a radio station was like, will you produce this show every week and we'll pay you if you get sponsors and I, and I was like, I could totally put together a radio show every week 
but why would I give it to these people yeah. when I could just turn it into a podcast? So that was, uh, it, it was like, I'm a workaholic. My friends will tell you I'm a workaholic. So it was an excuse. The reason I think I had four different segments on the show was because it was mm-hmm. an excuse for me to see my friends. <laughs> Ugh, it's so sad. No, but that's that like, I, it's it's uh, the reason I but, podcast like this way is I get to a meet new people and, and B just like connect with people that I haven't talked to in forever. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. That's what I love yeah. about podcasting is that it's, it can be used as a, as a social tool if you need it to be. Yeah, and it's unlike any uh, platform. Like uh, the mistakes that I've made with the pincushion. Like if you listen to Mark Maron's early, early, early stuff, he sounds yeah, like yeah. morning zoo radio, which I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, which I feel like the pincushion was like yeah. me just trying to please all these people and try to make it sound crisp. But um, I, I realized like because I've listened to like I said Mark Maron, I listen to Comedy Bang Bang, I love Lore, I've been listening to Serial, like all these podcasts that have come out and are just yeah. they're a lot of them are very different. So uh, I decided to approach this one in a completely new way and try to make them, you know, more succinct, more storytelling. Um, and they're definitely uh, my biggest labor of love so far. I'm very nervous. I was very it nervous is, when I launched uh, this new podcast. Launching a podcast as a guy who has launched over a dozen podcasts. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I like back when I was doing uh, the Zomcast, I was probably hosting like five to seven shows at once. Oh my God. How do you do that? I can hardly, I I'm still editing I, uh, the podcast that I have to well, post tomorrow. It's, I, I, like, I stopped obviously. Like now I, I, I do this and I, and, and, uh, the Zomcast came back with a, a, another, a different co-host that we do on a like irregular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is like, even this, like the show, like everything is awesome. I have like, I have two episodes that I need to edit and my editing process the, night, the beautiful thing about doing a show where I sit down and I talk and we used to live stream on stick cam and whatnot is that my mindset is, well, I, I say it's out there as long as no one else has a problem with what, whatever was said. Like as long as it sounds good in the editing, then we're good. That, that's what that's what's going up. I don't I'm not a big editor because I come from that. Yeah. Like I've I, you know, in the 10 years or so that I've been podcasting, I did live streaming for probably at least half of it, if not more. So like I'm just trained to not care about anything. Uh, oh, see, like I I admire that with a lot of podcasts, like people that just can record and then post it and be like, I'm fine with everything. Like I am, I'm so I'm way too OCD, and I'm way too much of a editor and and f- I guess filmmaker because I it has I go through every oh interview God. that I do at see, least my problem four is times that I just before can't it goes live. listen to myself that many times because I ch- I tried to do that I tried to do because obviously it's this is happening now and then I would and then I would listen to the whole thing yeah. in the editing and then like in the very beginning of the show I would also you know I would just then edit and then you know have the final one out there listen to it again before I posted it to the internet and then I would listen to it again after I downloaded it to my phone and I just cannot listen to my own voice anymore. Like, it's awful. Oh, see, I love the sound of my voice. Um, uh, I've actually, I haven't, like, with the pincushion, I used to listen to it the day I, I posted it, just, like, getting ready or something. I don't listen to this one. Like, I don't want to download it. I don't want to know, because I don't want to take it away any downloads, because yeah. um, I'm tracking everything. But, like, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to <laughs> listen. I just want to see if people like it. Like I'm so it's weird. I'm um and the older I get, like yeah. I guess the more 
self-conscious yeah. I am about the stuff. I, I yeah, I just, uh, so. I just, I can't listen to my voice. That's what it comes down. So that's like that helps it now. <laughs> but it's, I, you know, I don't even know if it's that I hate though. the sound of my voice. It's just that, like, oh god, why won't he just shut up for five minutes and let someone else talk? Because I'm a bit like. So I like I like to relate myself to like the love child of Kevin Smith and Chris Hardwick because like I just I talk a lot. Okay. I have an interest in film that is like the complete opposite of of you. Like I figured it out at twenty eight years old. Is that I was like you know what I want to make a movie one day, uh, which is like more like the Kevin Smith route. Like he kind of figured it out late in life. But like I so like I just I talk mm. all the time and like I'll listen like that's my problem listening back. I I'll listen back to this when I edit it. I'm like hmm, well I should have not i should have shut up for a couple of minutes here and there and then just let it go but um yeah that's the main reason i just i talk too much that's why i don't like to edit uh but like there's also other projects that i do oh. yeah but it's podcasting yeah with podcasting and, and there's other projects that Everybody i've been talks. involved with like that are audio that i i have edited heavily because it's just you know I, you need to it depends on the project i think this one is a very loose project so mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes. Loose is easy. Uh, those are nice. I don't understand those people that do those audio uh, it's, dramas. And that's oh, it's so much time. that I'm so like it's desperate to do. Like, I would love to do like an old timey radio uh, drama, and but it's so much work. Yeah, like, I ha- I actually have a friend um, who's starting to produce one, and like yeah. I, you know, I'm like kind of like I'm getting involved with it just so that I can see the process. Cause it's, it's like, I've written for, uh, like wet, like for like a short or for like a, a web series or even like, you know, a couple scenes for a flick, mm-hmm. but like, I can't, I, like, I have yet to be able to translate that to like writing for an audio drama yet. I just, I can't flip that, that switch my brain. Cause I'm so much, not that I'm an, imp- I, I want to, so this is something we can, we can transition, transition to, um, I want to like uh, improv mm-hmm. is something that I discovered like I kind of want to do late in life as well. Like I want to go and, and take some classes at fit uh, at some point. Uh, so what, what, cause you're doing improv you said, right? So yes, I'm at UCB. You should go to UCB. I don't People have that, I don't have that time to UCB all. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have children. And, and that's why that's like, really tough. The, like fit. I can like, uh, you know, I can take a couple hours of one night a week and go do uh i feel like going there are some great people yeah and i don't like i literally know nothing about it save for like the like i've talked to a couple people who uh like from that were originally from here and they're out in la or they're out and like i've talked to some chicago uh improvers and it's just like everyone has the same thing like you just go take some classes you'll have a good time doing it and like for me it's all about like that's gonna help me do this better is 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 Mm-hmm. No, it actually does. Uh, improv helps with everything. It helps with my stand-up. It helps uh, with my writer's block. And it's just, um, it's a creative exercise that helps you interact mm-hmm. with other people and collaborate with them. It's really, I, I as soon as um, I knew that I wanted to be an actor on a, t- on a set, I knew that I had to get into improv classes because I knew it would help in so many different ways. Uh, and it has. It's a really good. That you said investment. that it helps you to stand up because I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you know Garrett Smith. He's uh, he was part like when of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival the very first year, and I know you were part of it that year as well. 
That that that, that name rings a bell. It really does. Yeah, I have a really bad memory. He, did, uh, he, was, he does sorry. the podcast. I like to movie movie, and I think they had just started. Yes, yes, I like to movie yeah. movie. I love I like to movie. Oh fuck yes, I know that one. We we saw The Exorcist <laughs> together. Go. See, I remember. So um, I had a discussion with him one time about it because he's he did stand up, and like he's like of the mindset he's like don't pay for <laughs> to go learn how to tell jokes like they're like. It's well, stand up classes are a lot different than uh, improv classes. And a lot of the stand up comedians that I do talk to do say that, that stand up classes uh, aren't as worth a, of an investment as improv are, which is true because improv is like um, it's it's like a sport that you learn. But with uh, stand up, you can't work your material by yourself at a desk you have to go out and you have to stand in front of an audience that's less than enthusiastic yeah. and if they laugh then you know that yeah but I, I remember like he like, there's like seems like there's a war like for pe- like stand up comedians and improvers like it's Oh yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, they hate each other and I'm just like whatever. I'm like Switzerland. I'm like the hippie. <laughs> I just want to be cool to everybody. I just want to be accepted, really. You know, I someone asked me, he's like, would you like do stand up? Like, well, here's my problem with doing stand up: a, I have to write and prepare something, and then I have to memorize it. Like, that's not that's going to go over terribly. Uh, B, like, I'm going to be up there by myself. Like, that's the big thing is with improv. Um. You don't necessarily have uh, well, to memorize that's valid. anything. That's valid. But, you know, it's still like for me, it's uh, like, so when, when I started doing this show live uh, for the podcast fest two years ago, uh, I talked to my buddy. I was like, there's no way I can go into this show by myself because it's, it, I, I'm just, I'm too much of a pansy. So I need you to be my co-host for the show. We And so we flipped it into like a late night talk show experience when we do our show live. And like, I'm good there. Like I, I so the first live show that we did at the Philadelphia podcast fest in 2016, uh, Oh, fun. I didn't go. Well, that was yeah, like the one I didn't, didn't go to. I don't think you went to 2017 either. Cause yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, so I, oh, yeah, I we were doing the live shows, uh, and our yeah. and like the purpose of me doing live shows is more so to try to get like the podcasting medium as like a like a regular thing happening in Philly because it's it's not, and I feel like it should because there's like there's seventy shows or sixty some shows on the, in the festival this year. Uh, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. oh awesome. Yeah, uh, podcasting's pretty big oh, in yeah. Philly. There's a lot of good podcasters. But there's like Tim Marie. Like, Tim Marie's great. I think she's, she's one amazing. of the few that does do the live shows, but there's not many. Like, there's the the yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man. I did the live shows at uh, Philomoka, yeah. and I did one at Tattooed Mom. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's me, but yeah. it's hard to get people to leave their it house. It absolutely is, like, but like I don't know age. if New York can do it and LA can do it. Uh, I feel like and Chicago. Like I feel like Philly should be able to do it, especially since like I don't know the 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 amount of talent that that I've seen go th- like I I worked the festival this weekend as well. I uh, I volunteered to to uh, manage the mm-hmm. tattooed mom location which is my favorite spot in Philly to host a podcast. It it's my oh, tattooed mom's my favorite place in Philly yeah. period. Oh yeah, I, it, um, I, it's yeah, probably I, I don't moms. know. I really like Maniac and I really like uh, uh I, I think it's called the garage uh in Maniac. It's 
I, I, I like that, but uh, again, yeah. uh, that's where yeah. my uncle was from. Uh, he lived there for quite a few. So I, I have a lot of special memories. Uh-huh. Bike race Sunday is my favorite Sunday of all uh, of, of all summer. Um, but anyway, yeah, Tattooed Mom is like, it is one of my, if not favorite spots in, yeah. in the city. I um I took a picture of the Tattooed Mom sign at one of the zombie crawls like in my early 20s oh, and I printed awesome. it out on a canvas and it's like hanging up in my house because I'm like, yeah. I miss my Tattooed Mom. they're moms. So, so like creator friendly. Them. Like we we um held our yeah. uh, one year anniversary show there. We did like a little mini festival. We had four other shows on the on the event and uh, we got uh, Fuck Cancer involved uh, to to raise money for that. Oh, cool. And yeah, it was just like, like, they're so kind, really laid back, like to work with and whatnot. Uh, and just like a cool hangout and a slamming breakfast burrito. Like it's just. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so I, I never too. make it that far. It's usually I fill up on the the, the breakfast burrito is huge. First <laughs> of all, uh, then I usually have tater tots halfway through the day. Like if I'm running a show there. Yeah. Oh god. Ah uh, yes, so the tater tots. Uh, I still have yeah. my tattoo mom chips. I have chips that if you're cool and people like yep, and they yep. like you there, you get tattooed yeah. mom chips and you get yes. discounts. See perks, uh, perks, guys. Uh, somebody actually uh, that I, I worked with today, uh, her brother said that he moved to Philadelphia, and I was like, "Do you know where the best cheesesteaks is? Ooh. Do you know where the best uh, well, cheesesteak is?" Well, see, I don't know. I I, I I don't know. I I when I go to the city, I like to go to to Pat's. <laughs> Where, yeah, where's in the but see when I'm. The correct, the correct answer is oh, I've heard, yeah, Jim's I've heard a lot on of South Street. That. that is okay. the only cheesesteak you need. If somebody says, like, uh, uh, if uh, like someone says, oh, I got to go to Pat's or Gino's, it'd be like, you don't know yeah. anything. So I, I gave the brother the tip. I'm, a, so I'm he's the guy be like that, a that real Philadelphia. I've had Pat's. I've had Gino's. I've had, I have not had Jim's. Have you had Jim's? <laughs> Oh my God! This weekend, you guys—it's yeah. right down the street from Tattooed Moms. That's why I said so it. I live in Jim's Bucks County, like so I'm like, I, when I go down to the city, it's yeah. usually for the podcast fest. Uh, it's it's I don't go down often. <laughs> isn't there? Isn't there oh, a gym? There's a gyms in the suburbs, though. I, you're right. I don't know where, but I, yeah. Now that you say that, I go to Steve's in the suburbs. Uh, he, <laughs> I think I he's related to Pat. I th- he's the if I I, 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 it might be them just selling me a story, but he's the, the prince of cheesesteaks. <laughs> oh, he's a prince. Next, it's, we're going to have like a and knight I, and a oh joker God, of so cheesesteaks. Uh, not expecting to go on a cheesesteak conversation, but. <laughs> hey, with me, like, look, I'm in New York. Oh. I'm in fucking New oh York. And they have things called Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> that are disgusting. I saw one on a, on a garlic baguette uh, once, and I was like. Fuck you. I was walking down the street, Times Square, and someone held a sign that says Philly cheesesteak quesadillas. And <laughs> I was right, like, so what the I hell used is to that? travel for work, uh, like, uh, I don't know, we'll say 10 years ago. That sounds about right. And so everywhere that I would go, like, if I saw someone advertising okay. a Philly cheesesteak, I'd say, all right, let me try this. And I went somewhere uh, in, I, I, I have two stories one terrible, one decent. Uh, I went to somewhere in uh, somewhere in New York. It may have been Long Island. 
and I was like, yeah, let me get a cheesesteak. And they literally bring out on a, like a long roll, like steak with cheese melted on it. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what is this? Oh, God. Like, well, we just put steak on, our, on, on bread. I'm like, no, no. What the fuck? So that like, I was no. like, can you just bring me a cheeseburger? No. Like, I can't eat this. This is awful. They put green peppers on it up here. I'm like, who who asked for these green peppers? Uh, I didn't the, ask you know what, for these. That green was peppers. a place out in uh, L.A. I went to their. Uh, I forget what their amphitheater is out there, but the, their equivalent to uh, to Tweeter Center or whatever it's called now. Uh, they had. I did a, a an install out there, and I uh, the the manager was like, "Oh, you're from Philly. There's a vendor here that like." that does Philly cheesesteaks. They're, they're, they're great. They're going to, they're even better than Philly. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, no, they're not. They did this ship in the, uh, the rolls from Philly. Uh, and it was a, a as close as you can get to a Philly cheesesteak without being a Philly cheesesteak. It wasn't, it, it was, mm-hmm. it, it was acceptable. I, but I said, it's not Philly. Like I, it's, it's a cheesesteak. It's a good cheesesteak, but it's not. Philly. Yeah. It's okay. It's not. Good. I mean, uh, it's yeah. It, it's cheesesteaks. I often talk about cheesesteaks with people because I miss them. And the first, like the first thing I do when I get in PA yeah. is I go to either Wawa or I get myself a chicken cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. gonna confess, I like the chicken more than the beef cheesesteaks. Yeah. They're a little, a little yeah. healthier. I, mean, I like to tell myself. on that. I had a friend that came over from uh, the UK and we took him to get a cheesesteak and he like ate half of it. He's like, how do you we're people Americans. eat this? It's so uh, <laughs> we're, there's actually we're this Saturday freedom. Uh, at the bank, there is a, uh, a, a cheesesteak festival that I'm going to. So was, oh, God, oh, have a cheesesteak cheese for me. I don't like, know what, like, it, it was a birthday present uh, that my fiance got me. And uh, we are oh, 100% cool. going and we were going to bring the kids, but uh, her, her mom wants to take them to the zoo. And I was like, all right, well now there's a, that there's, it's like, it's like we have to pay like an extra 20 me. bucks to get like... into the beer garden and just drink beer all day too. So I was like, all right, let's like 100% have a completely unhealthy day, uh, which is pretty much every day for me anyway. I haven't been on a health kick, but. Oh god, I'm so excited treat, for treat steak. yourself. But that sounds good. I yeah, wish I was going to a cheesesteak. I festival. can't imagine living living okay. somewhere that doesn't have good cheesesteaks. <laughs> Not that I. Granted, there I, are okay, there's a lot no of good food steak. in New York City, but like when I'm having a stre- when I'm having a stressful day and like I'm really hungry and it's lunchtime, like. I'm just like, oh, I wish but I could just go get a chicken cheesesteak, but alone, I can't. Like, I even can't. a Wawa hoagie. You can't even go get Wawa iced tea. <laughs> no. I can't I can't go get, yeah. like, one of those Wawa salads it's, when I'm running really is, low. On, oh, it's so, it sucks. Today, I was working outside all day, and we were going to take a lunch break, and I was just like, yeah. really? I was like, oh, I wish that I could just go to Wawa. The, so, are, are, are you familiar with Sheets as well? Okay. Oh, wow. I'm actually in a Sheets commercial. I used to do, uh, I used to do like, yeah. work for them. that's nuts. I used to do I work for them. Sheets. That was one of the places yeah. that I would travel to. And like, they would hook up free food and whatnot. And oh, cool. Yeah, they have the Schmiskit. When I had the audition, the, the director was like, she really needs to know how to say Schmiskit. And I was like, I don't know what a Schmiskit is. And they're like, it's not Schmiskit. It's Schmiskit. And I was like, 
uh, okay and i couldn't get the part unless oh, i not... could say so she missed it which i can <laughs> yeah what's, directors what's are fucking nuts on, just so uh, you know. on wawa or sheets uh, fucking wawa all the I, way i, I am a rider when, when i go wawa. somewhere that there's a sheets i 100 percent like if i'm in sheets territory i seek out a sheets because i i enjoy sheets i don't think I, like well yeah yeah i mean if you're in sheets territory and there's not a wawa to Ooh, be found I don't know. See, yes, I, I'll, I'll settle they're for almost sheets, equal but... to me like they're just I, I like. Here's the thing. Here's what they do no. different. I, that's true. Wait that's until true. you live without. But Wawa. I, here's what I think she says differently, and I think Wawa has started to do. Uh, I think they is like so when I was first introduced to Sheets, they were like their big thing is like we make our bread on site. Wawa doesn't, which was true at that time. Like Wawa, like they mm-hmm. had they brought brought it in from somewhere else, or it, it was somewhere in Philly, but it wasn't home it wasn't built on or built it wasn't made yeah fake that's the word it wasn't based on site now yeah (laughs) they built it that's what they Uh, do but now wawa does but i still think they're the the sheets bread is like fluffier and softer and i don't know there's something about their bread that i really like that's what gets me is their bread well like when when i go to the mountains sometimes with my friends like there's sheets there and i'm like yeah i'll I'll get it i'll get some sheets i mean they (laughs) they paid me once when i was in a commercial so sometimes i but i have to go in with sunglasses because you know i don't want to be recognized (laughs) how long ago was that commercial uh so long ago and i had they gave me like they thought i had tattoos because i guess i'm edgy and people were like oh yeah she has tattoos and i showed up on set and i was like no i told them i was like no i don't have tattoos but they um they hired what actually one of my friends lauren palmer who's a great special effects makeup artist so two makeup artists just like painted tattoos on my arm and i looked really cool my my boyfriend was like you should get tattoos and i was like no i'll just I, paint uh, them on from now on yeah it's a, i love tattoos right. so i would need like i i, I the, to not have one of those would would be weird for me like i i know i do i love tattoos i think they're great it's i just I, I don't know um oh, i don't know if i could ever get a sleeve like an entire sleeve i like having little ones i have a little one on oh, my wrist awesome. i want to get a tardis so i have somewhere on so me. I, I have wolverine on the back of my leg shredding through my skin i have uh i used to wrestle so the 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 company that we created and, and wrestled under i have the logo tattooed on my arm and then on my other arm i have cap cap shield and the arm that i have cap shield i have i to this day i still just want to get like a full-on comic book sleeve but uh you know like, kids cost money so i my, my, my money doesn't get to yeah, yeah. yeah so. they have to but it's uh yeah, that's one of like Whatever. and i say this uh i'm 33 now i i'm hoping that before i hit 50 i i have my sleeve done we'll see but oh absolutely yeah once those kids are like in high school or like college that's that's tattoo fund yeah, like you we'll don't see. need to feed them they hopefully can, i don't they have, to they have an allowance we'll job no, you'll have to feed them, but yeah, you could like easily, they could get lunch on their own, I guess, with their hopefully, friends. Hopefully, they're they not have living here all day. Uh, uh, I'm sure little, they'll have uh, friends. My fun. son's shy, and my my daughter's uh, the devil. So we <laughs> we will see how that goes. 
I'm sure all fathers think that their daughters are the devil. I'm sure my dad thinks I'm the devil So I found out today that my daughter has been getting in trouble uh, for a while now at the babysitter. Who loves her? The babysitter loves her. Like, took her out on a date night uh, the the other night. Like, they, they just went out and had a girls' night. And, uh, but like for the last week or two, she's just literally been hitting all the babies. And I'm like, wait, what? How am I just finding out about this now? And why is she hitting babies? Why am I, what are we doing wrong? (laughs) A baby hitter. Uh, Maybe she saw it on TV. She watches Julius Jr., which I, I, I can't even begin to explain what that is. It's awful. I don't know no, what it's, that. It's that one of those. Sound, and, it doesn't like, sound when fun. When we were kids, we had Rugrats. <laughs> the... Um, my uh, my friend has a two year old, and oh the two year old loves show. Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, he's, he's still he's around. Still, he's still, he's still around. Um, the funniest thing about it is, um, uh, the kid can't say, uh, Parsi. Parsi is his favorite character, but he doesn't say Parsi properly. So we make him say things like, uh, Parsi grabber or something like that. I, uh, the, the greatest thing I've I've done as a, as a father is I've started to gear my son who's five towards like proper like nerd culture shows and and movies like we've sat down we've watched most of star wars he can he can get into that and uh that's good yeah see uh, at two you can't really condition your child yet you just got to be like yeah sure whatever you want to watch he's into the idea of the pirates movie we watched the first one uh, so I'm starting to get, I, I want to get him into Indiana Jones, but I'm just kind of thinking back to Indiana Jones and like the, the, the melting of faces. And I was like, that's definitely like my son is like, he's, he gets scared pretty easily. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I remember that. I was a really scared. I was a scared kid. Like as much as I love horror movies and stuff, like everything scared me. And that scene used to freaking me like oh i used to like be so scared that and the scene in uh peewee's big adventure two of the scenes i used to i used to have to leave the room i was so scared the t-rex scene where he eats the bicycle i was not having it and the scene with the clown doctors like that 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 like messed with me for years like i didn't see the original it before um I. i haven't seen the original it um, because I'm so scared of clowns, yeah, but I the new movie that. I've seen it. It's I, great. I, uh, P.S. Go see it. Yeah, I, that looks amazing. It's so good. Yeah, but yeah, the clown doctors that did the operation on the uh, bike, that was terrifying. The, the like, movie that terrifying. stands out to me as the movie I should not have been scared of as a kid, but I was, was Beetlejuice. <laughs> and I, I mean, I love oh, that to this day. I loved Beetlejuice. What I remember um, is that I think we were if if I remember watching it where we watched it I was under the age of six I was six or under so like I wasn't even I was in I was in first grade maybe tops and I just remember the scene where he turns into a snake this is probably where my fear of snakes comes from uh, and, like, oh, and he yeah. was on the band he, the banister turned into a snake and it was him and it was the most horrifying thing you can show mm-hmm. Yeah, we got That's your a, daughter. I think a horrifying kid. thing to yeah. show your child at six. So it's, I loved it. Uh, I loved yeah. every second of that movie. See, it's weird. The things that freaked me out and the things that didn't freak me out when I was a kid. I guess oh, like Tremors. Tremors, oh, Tremors I, I was so upset about the idea of something. 
the, oh the, the idea of something sucking me into the ground like i was like i love kevin bacon i still love kevin bacon that, i could not get me so through that movie the, i was the very scared that i have for the, the current edition of the zomcast we do we did a i think it was like a top five childhood horror movie uh list and uh, which was weird. like our oh, like we had fun. it had to be something that we watched basically like I was born in eighty four so it could have been something that was out in eighty four up until uh, two thousand and two when I graduated high school it had to be in that time frame and it was like it was really high school movies no, oh, I don't no, think no, high no. school like, movies but for me like so uh, the like my favorite horror movie of all time and this is saying as someone who like I've just watched the thing for the first time this year yeah yeah I, I oh time? it is it is good, so it's, good. It's, um, it's funny though because after like watching it like I've seen that story told uh, you know elsewhere so like seeing it like I it's it, I think I, like not seeing it 10 years ago or even 15 years ago uh, do do you want me to okay, tell you a okay, cool makeup fact about that movie uh the chest uh busting scene you can go mm. on to youtube and you can find a really cool video where they break down how they did it but it took them five hours to set that set that scene up and they did one take and he was like oh my God. can you do it again and they took another five hours and they did a second take and he was happy with it. So yeah. like when yeah. that's why practical effects aren't used as much, but to have the patience and to want to take the time to do something like physically and shoot it mm-hmm. on camera, like that is a lost art and that is something that well, makes what, great like, movies. The, like like not, that. Not movie. hard at all, but like Force Awakens, for instance. Like the reason that like Every, that, the reason that hit home with everyone so much is that it was practical. It looked like Star Wars. It didn't look like a CGI fest like the other movies mm-hmm. that Lucas did. <laughs> All the other movies. I, I'm not like yeah. I'm not anti CGI. I I just think that Absolutely. it should be used. It's, it's definitely with like when it's used mostly. to enhance. Um, like the like it's used like in in mm-hmm. I guess uh, like Marvel the way they tend to use it for like the Hulk. Um, like that makes like, like that's a great use of CGI as long as they're still incorporating the uh, you know practical effects um, is yeah I, I agree I, I'm a big yeah. uh, practical effects person as well it's it's like you know it's it's what makes and one of my childhood horror movies that made the list was the you know the Evil Dead series like that's what makes the Evil Dead movies yeah they're like oh, they're I was about to it. say Scream is my favorite uh, horror and I think it is I think Scream is my favorite horror movie that I, yeah I yeah I think really? so I, it's, of all it's time? um I don't know it's it's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's just yeah. like it's a parody of the whole genre. It's, um, I do love that film. That was like one of the first movies that I rented with my family on a vacation in a hotel room. And my dad was it's, like it's not happy the, about the opening It's the scene. movie that like really jump-started me into watching horror movies. Like before Scream, whenever I would, you know, Jason came on or, or, or Freddy, like I would just walk out of the room or turn it off. Like I wasn't really big into horror until um, that came out. I guess I, I was probably in middle school or junior high or something like that is when Scream came out. So so it was mm-hmm. the movie that like, kind of jump started me into into like appreciating horror and then and then like that led me eventually led me to the Evil Dead. Uh, was 
Yeah, I mean, at that time, Scream really yeah. uh, brought horror back into the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like huge. It was a huge movie. There were there's, like what, uh, four? Well, there's four, four movies sequels? total. There's uh, uh, yeah, and the and the and the fourth yeah. one came okay. out within the last like five years or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was like the equivalent yeah. of like Halloween, which is coming was, out with a new movie and, in 2018. I, and I'm, a, and I'm a, so the fun thing that I'm we excited. do on on the the Zombcast is we uh, we do this movie challenge thing where like I challenge him to a movie he hasn't seen and he challenges me to a movie I haven't seen. And I've seen the Rob Zombie Halloween. I know, sacrilegious. I have not seen the original Halloween. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, uh, I oh, love okay. Rob Zombie. I love that version. Um, and everyone can, like, t- call me names or whatever. Like, I don't love it more than the original. Like, I love it as a standalone I, I remember, piece in I remember, the universe. I think I watched both of I, love I remember Zombie. enjoying the first one. I don't really have much memories of the second one. <laughs> I blocked out the second one. Sorry, Rob. I was just like, this didn't happen. I don't like it, but the first one, I remember yeah. seeing the first one in theaters and I was like, yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, Devil's Rejects good is, is, uh, his best is that his work, first one or is that his second one? Okay. Yes. Second. Yeah. I like it both was a sequel those to House of a Thousand Corpses, which yeah. I do. I love House of a yeah. Thousand Corpses because yeah. it's like uh, campy, gory, horror. It's like, I love like, it's like it's in really October, I try I to watch it. as many Netflix B horror movies as I can because it's just all so good. Like, I love campy horror movie. Yeah. No. Um. Have you watched no. Little Evil yet? On Netflix, oh my god, I just finished it. It's um, uh, Adam Scott stars oh. in it, and it's uh, a parody of like the Omen genre, the like awesome. weird yeah, child. It's that. really good. Well, I, I, I highly just watched it. um within the last like week or two, uh, the Train to Busan. Uh, it's a yeah, it's it's uh, it's oh, subtitled. It's a foreign yet. flick, uh, but it's actually like if you like zombie. I'm okay I, it's with the first, honestly, flicks, probably right? the first I one I've them. watched from start to finish. Uh, yeah, I'm not like really foreign films are so good. I can well, give you a foreign Well, if it's as good as, as this, like it, it's it's a it's like uh, my dream movie almost. Like it's a zombie. Uh, the zombie apocalypse breaks out when you're in some sort of like motion like they're on a train obviously so like that or like on a plane like that kind of concept is neat to me and uh yeah it's just uh i can't wait till they make an american version because uh i just i want to be able to like listen and not read and and uh i still enjoy the movie while reading i just feel like uh i can watch that movie i've watched it was reading now (laughs) Here's the thing, man. If it has subtitles, have you seen no, Ringu? we've established that I don't. This is the first movie I've watched. If you watch Ringu oh. and then you watch The Ring, you'll be like, I think the original is, is good. I mean, I love Korean horror. Like, A Tale of Two Sisters is one of my favorite films uh, ever made. Uh, and, and to be able to watch mm-hmm. a director from another country do something... Uh, you see things like you see things that are different from the way Hollywood does it. Um, a lot of uh, Asian horror, they don't show everything, which is great. And they mm-hmm. show like a little bit and they leave it to your imagination. Uh, and if you just watch stuff that's churned out by uh, American filmmakers and Hollywood, you're not going to get uh you're not going to get as much good yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that's something that I've heard echoed. The like, as I start to, like, watch more and more horror movies and, and whatnot, like, that's something I've definitely heard echoed. 
Um, I think it's on. I'm gonna be. I don't remember the name of the director, but the host uh, is on Netflix. It's oh, okay. a Korean horror. It's a little creature feature that's really good. That'd be a good start for you. I think you would like it. Okay. So there, I would say watch the host. I'm giving you all kinds all right. well, of like thank you. Thank you. great tips um, here. Well, so while we're on the tip. <laughs> Oh. I'm flexing my film degree. I, uh, you, yeah, I so okay. Is do you think it's worth getting a film degree? And this is like an honest, like as a college dropout, this is an honest question. Uh, yeah, you, uh, yeah Bucks County Community asking College. Where you dropped uh, out from? Uh, okay, I went to LaSalle and uh, LaSalle University. Um, uh, I when I say I studied oh, okay. film, it was more like critical approaches to film, which. It was great. Like I, I did really well in it. I liked um, my teacher Bill Wine, okay. who is also the KYW film critic. He's really cool. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like as an artist, you always have to, mm. like me taking classes at UCB right now is a way for me to to hone my craft. You can't go out into the creative world thinking that you know everything. Uh, but as far as film school, I would say mm-hmm. PA, be a production assistant for a little bit and see what you like and then go to school mm-hmm. and focus on what you really like. Um, going to uh, LaSalle's going to hate me for saying this, but going to school at 18 nah. right out right out of high yeah. school, like you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know who you are. And uh, I went to LaSalle because <laughs> it was I mean, I was accepted there. Thanks for accepting me. And uh, I, I did. I had a good time and I learned time management. I produced my own TV show called Lampoonery News, which is like um, oh, the cool. daily show meets weekend update, um, like LaSalle style. Um, so I, I really started a lot of my creative stuff while I was there. But um, I also had like a liberal arts education. <laughs> I couldn't tell you anything else I learned <laughs> other than like my film classes. Um, and I spent my my parents spent a lot of money to get me through school. So well, thanks, yeah, see, parents, like, I, for helping me out there. This issue I have with school is like, and like I won't say with film school because I didn't figure that out until about five years ago. I was like, oh, I think I want to like figure figure out how, how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I want to kind of go the Kevin Smith approach and uh, an approach and just kind of wing it. Uh, but the like. I, uh, A, I was, my parent, my dad strongly suggested I go for teaching and I was like, oh, I guess I get summers off and, um, hated that semester of school. And to the point where like, I just stopped showing up because I didn't want to be a teacher. Yeah. I minored in teaching and that was terrible. Terrible. They were teaching, (laughs) they were teaching me how to use a projector like like yeah, the little yeah. glass thing that you used to like write on with a marker i'm like this was 2000 like 5 2006 i was like are you kidding me no one has a laptop teacher and like i i well she uh, she's a teacher do they have the technology yeah, I mean, yeah you know what she has like the the school gives her a macbook so yeah uh, but like that's oh, like, good. That's, uh, good. that's about Whew. all like everything else is, is supplied by her so but yeah it's but that my son just entered yeah. kindergarten and this is the flip of uh, the city school versus uh, the the suburb school is it's like yeah well um, we uh, all of Pensbury is uh, a one-to-one uh, take tech, a Chromebook home with you from like sixth grade and up and our school specifically is uh 
fourth they don't get to take it home but fourth and fifth graders are a one-to-one in the classroom and it's like wow it's complete opposite of the city schools is is uh the technology experience mm-hmm. that these kids are getting uh which is uh, sad i mean it, really uh yeah yeah, everybody deserves. The, I think access. the like my fiance's classroom. I think has three. I think three like iMacs, and I think they actually just got like a, a like they rotated down a couple uh, MacBooks that are older. So like there's a couple laptops that are floating in there. So they're starting to get it uh, down in the city, but uh, yeah, it's it, the technology is kind of flowing in for schools now. Well, at least for the city schools now. Uh, I think uh, I think suburbs have had it for. I mean, I think I Pensbury, the school I went to, has had it since I was there. Like uh, for my four years of high of high school. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying my high school had had laptops too. It's just I don't know. Oh yeah, I felt like learning how to teach kids. I wasn't. Yeah. And then, then I went to school technology for technology, and I realized that I could just do it better. So I just I got a job in technology and then and dropped out. Uh, well, um, what I do for money, like I'm a filmmaker, yeah. I'm a comedian, but that doesn't feed me. Uh, I do social media management and I had nine to five jobs for years and I would be like doing six jobs mm-hmm. at once, but I would also be in charge of social media. And I was like, I'm kind of good at this social media stuff. I don't need a full time job. Um, and I got laid off in, and then I was like 25, 26 and uh, I started freelancing as a social media manager, and it's just like, oh, here's a skill that I have, and uh, I could do this completely yeah. uh, away from a corporate life. So, yeah, yeah, like some of the stuff that happens in corporate life, you know, is totally yeah. unnecessary. <laughs> yep, yep, that's like uh, meetings. That's my life is meetings. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm giving. I'm giving you like. I, I, I no, do that. I'm not going to work tomorrow. Do no, I don't have any meetings? meetings tomorrow. Not yet. Uh, they might cre- they might creep up, but I shouldn't complain because like when there's not meetings, I like like I read a comic book today at some point during my work day, so I I, I get some downtime. Uh, so it's I, I as long as I get my work done, Uh-oh. that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all uh, you gotta well, do when you're downtime. I, I also do that. But today so was my. I, so I started writing for this uh, for the Dark Knight News um, dot com. It's a Batman fan website. So I, I, I so I was oh, working fun. still, uh, just not the job that I get paid for and uh, not the thing that I want to do. But I do. I, that, that's something that I'll do at lunch. Is I, I tend to like write uh, like little shorts and whatnot. And uh, I think we've uh, fin- I finally convinced my partner to uh, to actually start filming them in the next uh, couple months. So, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's hard to be a filmmaker. It's hard to be a director, uh, well, especially God. as we, a woman. Uh, that could be another hour conversation, uh, because because I, I I agree. We've I've talked. Yeah. I mean, um, Garrett, who we mentioned earlier, is like very pro. Uh, you know, more female filmmakers, and uh, we've talked to Casey Spivey for. You know, she's an actress out in L.A. and um, she. You know, we like. We, I I was lucky enough to like talk to to her like right before Wonder Woman came out. So. I actually, you know, after Wonder Woman came out, um, we sat down and talked to her and Garrett again because uh, they just, it seemed like the appropriate people to sit down and have a conversation with about that movie because of what I think it's hopefully going to do for, uh, you know, female driven film. 
Yeah, I yeah. hope. I mean, I saw it. It was great. It was fun. Um, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, it's not gonna. It's, it's still it's, hard. Unfortunately, I mean, it's something. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, it's not gonna happen. It's overnight. not gonna happen overnight. Uh, happen overnight. I mean, I was I was listening to NPR this morning, and they were talking about the Emmys, and they're like, "Great time for women in com- in the entertainment. It is a wonderful time for women in entertainment." And I'm like, "No, it's not." <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, before, because uh, I, I wanted to transition to this when we were talking about horror, uh, but there's no good way to do it now, except for the fact that you are a woman who is in entertainment, no. <laughs> who's trying to do something. So, and yeah, who, I'm trying to write and direct my own web yeah, series, so they know, like uh, every actor does. I'm actually surprised but. that we don't have, and I guess, the, I mean, I guess we do. It's just in the form of Netflix and Hulu now is all this like. Um, where like all the fun, interesting ideas are happening in new media, I think, and and I think I guess I guess you can kind of include the mm-hmm. streaming services in there. Um, well, uh, The Handmaid's yeah. Tale won an Emmy last yeah. night. It's the first for a streaming service, which is yeah, awesome. I think Congratulations, that's, uh, Hulu. It's, that's great because it, I love the Netflix and Hulu and and the Amazon models. Like, I it's. I like that you put the uh, in front of everything. <laughs> I love the Amazon and the Netflix. So good. Sometimes I stream the Hulu as, to I, watch I, the As Handmaid's I get older, Tale. I turn into an old Jewish uh, woman. It's uh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Italian women do that too. They call things. I had a I had a, a boyfriend that uh, had the mother that called it, it the best, best buys. buys. Uh, <laughs> I called it. I, I've called it the circuit cities when Sometimes. that was around, but that's, <laughs> uh, so yeah, what's uh, your web series that you're, uh, funding? My web series is called Meza Morta, which is Italian for half dead. And she is a Frankenstein like monster that was created by two Russian scientists in an attempt to infiltrate YouTube and influence the American public. <laughs> I got that. That, it, that down, was like, like so it didn't well. even sound like you were reading it. Like it was like perfect. No, it's just it's like ingrained in so, me at this point because I've said it so many it, times. I, and I had more questions when I when I first got your email. I was like, I have a couple of questions about this. But then I then I read and then I read it and then I uh, and then I you know it, we scheduled the the interview for a week later. But my my main question is how does this idea happen? Okay, uh, I'm trying to do this as much without like any spoilers, but like we already yeah. mentioned it earlier, 2016 happened. Like, uh, both, yeah, both. Like, it's a reflection of the world that's surrounding me, and also a reflection of this is going to sound so artsy and pretentious, but like myself and my life, and how I feel like Joe Pincushion kind of turned into this thing where everybody just wanted me to be like little parts of something whether it be like the lead singer of a punk rock band or a sex and relationship advice person on a podcast or um some a, a horror person that doing a web series on uh, a scrapple tv like i really feel like I-, I wasn't being who i was so mesomorta is just like oh here's you know what i felt like for the past five years and at the same time, it's just a regurgitation of everything that I'm seeing on the internet, whether it be Tommy Laren yelling about snowflakes or uh, 
black block and all the violence yeah. and all the terrible stuff that happens in Charlottesville. Like it's just it's everything that's just, like shaken up in my brain and regurgitated. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Young Frankenstein and Invader Zim. And uh, those are two big inspirations that are pulled uh, from this. And I hope I don't know. I don't know if you <clears throat> saw that or if you uh, read that. But it's I'm trying to be funny well, and uh, definitely poetic at the young same Frankenstein. Time, uh, Vader Zim. My memory of that seems to be like a video game, and I don't know if that's the same thing. Invader Zim was uh, created by uh, John N. Vasquez. I don't even know if I said his name right, which I'm a terrible fan. But it was like on Nickelodeon yeah. when I was in high school, yeah, and it's like an alien that comes to Earth, and he tries to, <clears throat> and he tries to uh, conquer Earth, and he has a little robot named Gur, and Gur just like messes stuff up all the time, and it's like the best show ever. Kids still uh, watch nice. it; they still sell the stuff at Hot Topic. So, <laughs> yeah, I got it's- that demographic in my mind. <laughs> It's I love weird. Hot Topic kids. Like, I feel my like, kids. especially in new media, I I don't know. At least, like, I I don't track my audience as well as I used to, uh, mainly because we don't sh- live stream anymore. But like, it was it, ten years ago. It was all like, it was all teenagers, and I don't know that the audience grows with me. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like, and, and maybe there are adults out there listening to this. If so. Thank you for checking out a podcast. I'm sure your kid told you what it was. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there are adults that listen to podcasts now. Everybody does it. It's it's like the new. <laughs> it's the only radio. thing I have. On. I never listen to anything. The only time I listen to music in the car is when the kids are say, say we want to listen to uh, Anna and Elsa, and I have to put on Frozen soundtrack for the car ride. Uh, and luckily, <laughs> oh, it's catchy sucks. tunes. I love I love children, but I'm so happy that I am not it a parent could, at this time because, like, uh, you guys, it could more be power to like you with all the frozen or other like it just could be. There's a lot of crappy kid things that are annoying. So like, it could have been Teletubbies. Like, I could have been stuck with kids that watch Teletubbies and Barney and like just crap. Like and. You should show your kids Young Frankenstein. I, That's what I used to watch as a kid, and I loved it. I have like, I have a memory of me at like maybe two or three years old, and I had my mom had a babysitter, and she's like, "Just put this on," and the babysitter's like, "Won't she be scared of this?" And like, no, she loves it. It's her favorite movie. There's a video of me at like four in the bathtub, and I have like my chin on the side of the bathtub, and I'm going, "I ain't got nobody, and nobody yeah. cares." Well, I love Mel Brooks. He's like. One of my heroes, like, and Rob Zombie. So I'm hoping that, like, uh, mm. I have a, a really great special effects team, and that's a big part of yeah. this uh, thing. It, it gets really gory, and uh, I want to be it's, like Mel Brooks meets I, Rob Zombie at some point. I don't know. Yeah. With, uh, I'm trying to say this without spoiling anything. I just, I, in reference to the gore that you have written, like, it instantly kind of reminds me of, like, the Evil Dead kind of, like, not Evil Dead 1, but probably more so Evil Dead 2, like, the, the, Oh yeah, I fucking love that. Um, I love uh, everything that Bruce yeah. Campbell did in that movie. I love all the yeah. camera angles that it Sam Raimi does. What like, do you think of? Because uh, we had this discussion on on one of my shows uh, about the remake of Evil Dead. No, 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 no. The, re- uh, the movie the that came out a couple show? years ago with that. Oh, oh uh, I saw that and I was it? like, pass. Like, 
Oh, okay. I mean, I think I, I saw. I did. I watched it. I liked that she was like. No, no, you can. Uh, I don't know if I should spoil anything, but I liked the circumstances yeah. that they put her in the realistic circumstances. But I was just like. They could have just made yeah. a different movie and not called it Evil Dead. Like that's the thing that that's the mm. thing that that pisses me off about a lot of remakes is like uh, in the Ghostbusters movie. Why couldn't it have been just a bunch of kick-ass ladies hunting ghosts? Why does if, it have to be the they, Ghostbusters? With so females? I had a, a couple issues with that movie. Um, it, it, the quality being one of them, obviously, but the. Yeah, yeah, I was not a fan. I love everyone in that. I love one all the women my, in that. But one of wow, my so when they first it. announced it, one of my things was like, listen, like I'm all for like having something that is like a powerful, you know, movie or something that's like made for women. But like, if you're gonna have a Ghostbusters franchise, like if you're trying to be like, I guess more modern, like how about you cast four people that are good for the role? Like I think, and they ended up all being really funny, but at the time I only knew Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, all right, well like that, like I agree with that, but like, why don't you find like, it doesn't have to be, maybe it is going to be two guys or maybe it's going to be one guy or whatever. Like may just find the four best people for it. And do we really have to have the token black person? Like that bothered me. Like once, once I, yeah. got over the fact that like all right this is going to be a this is going to be we're just going to do the complete opposite to to be different then it was like all right well it wasn't like the complete opposite just like a different gender less yeah. of a, a captivating story yes. like leslie jones but, did great was great in that movie and she was great like uh, it's like me saying like oh man I can't wait for them to do the you know female remake of Twelve Angry Men that's gonna be really great like and what's the I, what's I the fucking point of that like if they ca- if they made it where it wasn't three white girls and one black girl like if they maybe had like an Asian or just any like if they mixed it up I think I would have been a lot less angry mm-hmm. about the casting of that movie and and how they went about casting it. You know what made me the most angry about that movie? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't yeah. really like the special effects. They didn't hold up. They did oh not God, hold up. Like yes. the librarian in the first one it's, still holds so, You watch I mean, it and the, it still thing, holds up. So I, watching Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters movie, it's not a good movie, but it's like, it's watchable to the to a point. Like I can... It's not, it's not te- <laughs> Ghostbusters. It's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. There's our review. Like it should be na- like I would love it if it was so- called something else. Well, yeah, if and it was if, like out of if the universe. They would have. Like, the, my my other thing with it was there's no reason that it could not have been part of like it could have been a third movie in the in the the established universe. There there's no reason, especially since like the yeah. one preview said 20 years ago, four men or whatever started a, a thing. Hollywood just wants that name. Like they're just like, let's just get the big name that's really hot and nostalgia it's, right now, and just remake it. And but bank yeah, they, on that. Cr- like, the the best thing that came out of that was like discovering Leslie Jones and um, Kate McKinnon on like a larger scale. Uh, she was my favorite part of that movie. Like I did like nothing which is ironic because in the trailers with her i was like i don't know she might be a little over the top but like that's what make that like that made the movie work chris hemsworth character i think made the movie work like i really liked his comedy 
Yeah, some people, some guys are really upset. They're like, why was he casting this? He was just used as a sex object. It's like, how does it feel? God, nerds can be, like, so dumb and just, like, walk into, like, the but, worst. Yeah, the Evil Dead uh, remake. Yeah, I agree. I think if they were to, like, just make it a different movie, then not only they would have been able, they wouldn't have been handcuffed to, like, let's hit these A, B, and C. Like, they had to hit those certain marks to, like, make it an Evil Dead movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good, um, mm-hmm. if, if they ended up following through with what their original intention was, which was, to like have a army of darkness two and then have an evil dead two and then have a universe's meet. How would you make army of darkness I, like uh, realistic? <laughs> you fly into a portal and land into another time where there are flying I, like demons. I feel like that, that, that sure. uh, property like, through comic books and stuff, they have done enough to my understanding. Cause I've only read one comic from them. Uh, that they've done an oh no too because they did the Marvel mm-hmm. Zombies too versus Army of Darkness, um, but I feel like there's enough with that history that you can uh, you can figure something out to combine that uni- those universes. But that being said, we have this the show on Stars now, which I think is great. Like I love Asterisk is Evil. Dead. I'm actually wearing my Asterisk is Evil Dead shirt. Yeah, right it's now. great. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. I love every part of that, but yeah, it's definitely a big influence mm. on uh, a lot of the stuff that I that I write. Even uh, I've written, uh, sh- I guess I'm going to call it a feature. I've written the opening scene to a feature that's definitely very, very Ash versus Evil Dead esque. Um, it's just yeah. like I love that yeah, fast, yeah. Uh, fast violence and gore. It's 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 yeah. like a little bit um, Three Stooges esque, which gives it. Yeah, it gives it a little bit. It makes it a little funny. It makes you like, okay, I can and laugh I don't at this know, I just, violence. I, I really like him as, as like. There's not like I loved his um, Jack of All Trades show. Um, everything he's done. Like, I, there's not anything that I've watched Bruce Campbell do and me say that's awful. <laughs> like it's I. Yeah. It's it's. I think it just released. He stopped through Philly. I think was one of his first stops, and I was like, yeah. Oh, I need so, to get that. I read um, If Chains which is a very I don't know if good I book. Got it when hard copy was out. I think I may have the paperback, but yeah, I read that. I have. He had this sequel, uh, Make Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way. Uh, I need to read with um, If Chains Could Kill. If you're a filmmaker and you're listening to this, definitely read that because it yeah. talks about how they made uh, Evil Dead and the technology. Like they made, they put a two by four okay. together and they put petroleum jelly on it to make it like a dolly and, and watching Ash versus Evil Dead now and I'm like that's a drone shot I bet he's really happy that he doesn't yeah. have to put like gel actually, on 2 yeah, like it's been. I read that book when it first came out so it's been a while since I read it and I forget forgot that it was like yeah. so it is it is like a good little uh, book to read like for a crash course in like cheap filmmaking he uh, Bruce Campbell would work out seven days a week be shooting 20 hours and he would work yeah. out two hours a day like would you would he when i read that yeah. i was like damn and that's why he looks that good and that's so good in that movie because like he really yeah. works hard to like make himself fit yeah, no yeah but i guess now well, he's and that's just, why like, he has a little that. team behind him <laughs> and he doesn't i yeah yeah he still looks handsome I, as ever bruce, yeah, bruce you're still Campbell. handsome as ever uh 
But when I read, like, I want to look good on camera. When I read that, I was like, damn, Bruce Campbell, two hours a day. Yeah, plus, I can't. Like, 20 I can't convince myself to work out for 30 Almost. minutes a day, let alone, you know, an hour to a day. No, you have to. Yeah, I mean, gotta, uh, everybody's got to work out a little I'll bit. I'll get back to it. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's an issue of mine. It's, I just like food too much. So. You can like food. All you need is 30 minutes. 30 minutes of cardio yeah. is really all you need to get like your heart going. I know. I, I drink wine every night. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I smoke, uh, and I'm just like, you know what? If I'm gonna treat my body this way, I'm gonna like treat it good too. So you have to like, yeah. I ran three miles this morning, so I was like, I can drink, I can drink this I, uh, wine, and I, see, I, I don't, don't have to feel bad when I, about it. When I drink, uh, I only feel like honestly, I only feel bad if I go to Burger King or something like that. Like I, it's. Oh, I can't do that anymore. I can't even eat that stuff anymore. It's so. <laughs> Uh, if I, my stomach I wish would, I like, could get back to, I, I was at, at that me. point for a while and then I like I, I just I I gave up on working out I was like all right I'm good I, I can stop I can go back to my ways and then it just all caught up again so eventually yeah you can never stop that's the thing yeah. about, that sucks about yeah. working up you can never stop you have to do it all the time like I didn't like last week I was really bad like I didn't work out it does it is something that like it gets so you like when I do work out I'm more way more awake than I normally am and it's yeah it's just it is it is a fun thing I'm, mm-hmm. I just talked myself into it I, I gotta go to the gym now I uh, I mean not not now but you know Good, uh, about, like, within the next I think I, I I told my fiance I was like I'm joining the gym in November like it's it's gonna happen so a good idea to start with a walk 30 minute oh, walk see, is all you need to do is to start off no. well and that's to, not gonna like, happen because i, I like beat up my body as a kid so like i i when when they say don't try wrestling at home they mean like don't like power bomb your friends onto the hard ground uh because 10 like 20 years yeah 20 years later your back's gonna that's hurt that's not because, a good so. idea but it's whatever uh my brother's a maniac my brother does uh my my brother just oh my completed God. a half Iron Man <laughs> no. this weekend. He's like an animal. People think I'm nuts, but like my brother's totally put together. But he does like these ridiculous physical feats of strength and and, and like endurance. And I'm like, that's how he's crazy. That's how my brother is nuts. Right? He worked out for five oh hours God. on Sunday. Five nope. hours. Oh well, then okay. He, granted, he got a medal, which is pretty cool. Like that, but you can have justification for it. But damn, yeah. like after an hour, I'm like, I'm done. Like that's as much as I can do. Um, an hour and so a half and you're I pushing it. did want to talk about uh, where people can help, uh, I guess, find out more about your projects and also, uh, I guess, uh, throw yes. some money at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Please give me money. Uh <laughs> So Mesomorsa, like I'm really trying to raise money because and people are like, what do you need that budget for? I believe that the people that I want to collaborate with are smart, talented, and they are, they are worth their time. And I want to give them money so that they can, you know, pay rent That's a good idea. Or, or feed themselves, perhaps. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer of, of trying to give, give back as much as I can. So uh, I'm trying to raise this money to... 
uh, put together. We're already talking about all these ideas on how to uh, build a set for Mesomorta. We're talking about costumes and doing storyboards. Uh, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash Meza, M-E-Z-Z-A, Morta, M-O-R-T-A, and uh, give me money. I mean, because you believe that it's a great time to be a woman in entertainment and you want to support that. All the guys that say that they're all about uh, women, female directors, <laughs> like, help me out. I'm super poor. And I want to pay people. It, it, it's just like, I really, I think it's important to to yeah. know that, you know, movies take a lot of time and a lot of effort yeah. and a lot of blood, sweat and tears, I'm sure, as you know. And uh, the people that I that I know are awesome. And I want to tell so, them how they're awesome I, This is money. like just from a, you know, uh, someone who, like, I, I just, I know, this is the first time I've like worked or talked to somebody that's like done something through GoFundMe. What what was the attraction to go through GoFundMe versus like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or? Okay. Uh, there's no time constraint. Number one, um, yeah. I, <laughs> Kickstarter like you have a you have a month. Um, I honestly feel like I'm starting from square one uh, since moving from Philadelphia to New York and then taking about a year and a half to go to class. Okay. Uh, I haven't really been making stuff recently. And um, uh, the podcast and this web series is just a way for me to ask uh, the people who have been listening to me for a while to be like, hey, guys, uh, help me out. I want to show everybody what I'm made of. I uh, 2016 sucked and it happened, but I'm ready to take the wheel and I'm ready to finally yeah. do what I've been talking about doing for years. Uh, and I think the yeah. time is right because yeah. well, I'm not getting any younger, guys. Got a break, yeah. back, and that's like the thing I keep telling uh, my buddy. It's like, hey man, uh, you know we're you're, we're getting older, right? Like we're not getting younger. That's not how this works. So like we need to, especially like if we're gonna yeah. like, because like it's very like uh, I I pull from like the, the projects we're working on right now is very Kevin Smith and Jake and Amir influenced, um, and it's like mm -hmm. that involved. And if we're gonna play like these characters, like. We can only pass for like late twenties at this point. Like I don't know that we can we can pass for anything younger than that. So like it's gotta happen now, man. So you gotta you, you so you're cast you're playing you're, that's tough. The other thing is like that's what I'm doing too. Is just yeah. like trying to play the characters too. It's well, a lot of me, a like, lot of work for it's me. A big undertaking. Uh, it's, it's the to a uh, just to kind of like be able to do it i feel like it would be it's just a cheaper and and i guess you know less people i have to rely on if i i play one of the roles and like this project is just literally it's basically it kind of playing like um like more fantasized versions of ourselves uh so it's like that's the whole purpose of the, it's just to have fun yeah. like more to have fun than than anything else but hopefully that will lead to the next thing the bigger thing and and that will not be me starring in it and directing it because i uh i i'll have a cameo at that at best i don't know yeah 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 or like, like and, you know Hitchcock it's just way. um yeah it's easier that way it's just to have, pop in but yeah i'm um i've been working behind the scenes in the philadelphia area for about 10 years so i've been on a bunch of sets i've been on like professional film sets commercial sets and i've learned a lot and uh film is a very uh interesting art form and the way everybody comes together yeah. to create a movie it's like summer camp and i uh i really want to be able to create an environment that is uh accepting that um 
is really nice and collaborative because I love making movies and I want this to be my life. And um, I want to bring my friends along with, with me. And I really hope that with making something like Mesomorta, people will be able to see uh, see something that like yeah. <laughs> is in my head and, and I don't know, like it, I guess. But it's like my opportunity to be like, I can't really put my money where my mouth is until I make something. So this is... Uh, this is like my first big attempt at doing anything uh, narrative. I mean, I've done like Creepy Basement is the web series mm-hmm. that I put together. But that was really more of an interview series. And yeah. uh, I'm ready to tackle the yeah, narrative. Well, and it's, uh, I, 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 I'm envious because you're you're like you're there. You're just you're, you're waiting for the money at this point. <laughs> you're just waiting Am for the I money. That's, I, I guess yeah. that's the hard part. But, uh, Am I know. <laughs> It's the hardest part because, you know, I'm not rich um, and to like get people and I'm also an introvert. So I'm not like one of those people who could go out and really wow people at like a club and be like, hey, let me tell you about like my big movie. Um, So I'm just really I'm, I'm trying to make this podcast and like put myself out there and be honest and like talk to other people, talk to people like you and reintroduce myself and hopefully somebody. I would be like, I believe in that young lady well, and uh, well, reach out. That's my well, dream. Uh, I'm very excited to, uh, to, to be on the ground floor of, uh, of the journey that you're taking. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, it, it happens much sooner than later. Uh, so. Yeah, and I got to make room for my Philly peeps. I'll never forget Philly, but... I might make fun I mean, of Philly, I make fun of but Philly. that's just only because <laughs> I'm, I love I'm Philly. 45 minutes away from it, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If you don't make fun of Philly, uh, then so you're not Philly. So before we let you go, uh, let's get your other, all the plugs that you want to get out of there, you know, where people can find you and, and whatnot. Plugs, plugs. All right, here I go. Um, you can subscribe to my podcast wherever you get podcasts. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it. I got it. It's called Apocalypse dot 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 now with a question mark, meaning, oh, my God, is it happening now? You can go to bitcomedy.co and uh, subscribe directly there. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at J-O-Pincushion. If you already know me, then you already know that. Uh, and make sure you go to gofundme.com slash mesomorta yes. and help and that's, me out. Help me I, achieve that, my dreams. The best thing about 2017 or the 21st century is that uh, crowdfunding exists, I think. like It's such it's it's opened it up so many doors for so many people and yeah. new media and all that stuff makes... Um, it makes it easier to be a creator kind of it also makes it harder i guess because there's more of us yeah it's not easy i mean it's a it's a great way to control your content and to be able to take your uh your your future into your hands and filmmaking now is like being an entrepreneur you need to have a business plan you need to have model and i i do like i hope mesomorta uh rolls into i have another series uh called will joe die in my head and uh, I have an idea for a feature and I have an idea for a, a broadcast television show. So I'm hoping that one thing leads to one thing <laughs> no, leads to right. another. Uh, I, I, didn't, I can't I'm join sorry. in because my, I, my voice is awful. So um, my, I'm tone deaf. I'm tone deaf. That's what it is. Uh, right. mm. Oh, so you need to start singing more. Uh, you need to start I can definitely, um, exercising more. I can definitely start singing more. No, 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 no. Uh, exercising more. I can commit to that, and I and I can commit to writing more, but not singing more. Okay, 
okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for being it's on fine. the show. Uh, it was a great time talking to you and learning more about, uh, you know, you and where you came from and whatnot. Yeah, and if you want to learn more, go to joannavanthine.com, <laughs> but I doubt you know how to spell it. <laughs> For everything that's awesome, I'm Kev. <laughs> you can find us right here on awesomepodcast.com and coretemparts.com as we're part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. We've been awesome! Thank you for listening to the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network. To listen to more Core Temp Arts shows, visit coretemparts.com.